Anderson, you hear me? Hey, how are you, buddy? Anderson Silva, how we doing, man? Good, and you? That's the voice of UFC legend Anderson Silva. And me? I'm Chris Weidman. This is Won't Back Down, presented by BioAccelerator. you would have told me in 2013 that Anderson Silva would be the first guest on my podcast, I would have laughed in your face. Ever since I decided to get into professional mixed martial arts, Anderson Silva was the champion of my weight class, and I knew I wanted to become a world champion. So every single time I, w- I was training, it was always training to, to not go against the guy on the local stage or the guys that I fought up and coming in the UFC. It was to be the best, to be the world champion, and that was me being able to beat Anderson Silva. So he was always on my mind. And then at 9-0 in 2013, I was standing across the octagon from, at the time, uh, the greatest of all time, guy who was just dominating everybody that was in his way. And I won the fight, and uh, we ended up having an immediate rematch. And I won that fight from a grueling uh, injury, you know, freak injury. I couldn't believe. I still remember the screams of him on the ground. And just feeling awful for him and trying to get his cornerman into the octagon so he would have some people that he was familiar with around him. And it was just a, uh, a tough way to win a world championship. Um, we had a lot of bad blood, actually, in between all those fights. We had a lot of press conferences together. It wasn't We weren't very friendly at all. Um, you know, he had something that I wanted, and he did not want to give it to me. And then after those fights... You know, he had his his career went a different direction. My career went a different direction. And let's fast forward to April of 2021. Eight years later, I'm fighting Uriah Hole in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, I feel the, like I'm in the best shape of my life. I can't, I had some big goals in my mind that I wanted to accomplish. And boom, I kick, I look at my leg, it's flopping around. I hit the ground and I'm like, First thought goes through my mind, Anderson Silva. I cannot believe that was my leg. What the hell? And uh, aftermath, you know, hospital and all that. And Anderson Silva said the nicest thing to me on on his social medias, on his social media platforms. He said the nicest things. And uh, he could have went a completely different direction with it. And he didn't. There was a lot of people that came out with support for me during these times. But Anderson Silva's really meant the most to me because I know he knew what I was going through. And he ended up calling me about maybe five weeks after my injury. And uh, we got on the phone and he was just so amazing and so gracious with his, with his time and his words and, and giving me as much information as he possibly can to help me through this process. And uh, he just had su- such empathy for me. You know, now that we've had experienced the same pain and, and heartache and, uh, we had, he, he know he knew the long road that I had ahead of me. Um, and after I got off the phone with Anderson Silva, I right away knew I want him to be my first guest. I felt so inspired by his words and him reaching out that I wanted to be able to share that with the world and not just keep it to myself. So I'm just so happy to be able to have him on. So coming up on today's show, Anderson and I will talk about how he fought back from the injury that changed the course of his career and the silver linings that came out of it. 
We'll also discuss Silva's post-UFC career, how Jake Paul and Logan Paul are changing the fight game, and Anderson's boxing debut, which happens this Saturday against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in Mexico. We'll begin in a moment, but first, I want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, BioAccelerator. BioAccelerator is the world leader in stem cell therapy and regenerative medical research. Through the use of their powerful golden stem cells, they help patients heal from joint and orthopedic injuries, autoimmune disorders, spine and disc damage, and neurological trauma. I'm going to be heading out to Columbia to get some of these stem cells myself to help me with my recovery. I cannot wait. Okay, here's my conversation with Anderson Silva. I'm doing good. Good to see you. How's your so, recovery? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, it's obviously, as you know, it's like it's, it's a slow road to recovery, taking one day at a time, but pain is getting way better. So I'm, I'm starting to get optimistic. And to be honest, talking to you made me feel way better. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on. I'm like, man, he made me feel so much better. It was inspiring for me to talk to you. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm doing a podcast, have Anderson Silva as my first guest, us being, us being rivals and, you know, kind of being a thorn in each other's sides throughout the years. Um, but then for us to both have this crazy freak injury happen to us, yeah. I mean, no one could really understand what it's like besides me and you. And so I guess I'll start off by asking like, what was that? What was that like for you to seeing my, my leg fractured or hearing, hearing my leg just broken half, just like yours did um, all these years later? I mean, obviously it's just, no one could understand what that is like other than me and you. So just tell me what went through your mind with that. Wow, Chris, it's, it's tough. When I, my kid showed me the video, I, I'm in shock, you know, because I know how much is tough, how much is pain you feel, how much is scared. And a lot of things pass in your hands, you know. In my hand, when I when I broke, everything passed. Oh, I never back to fight again. I I can't walk in the same and I can't do everything again. And, and um, the support for my family in uh, Minotauro, Minotauro is so important because you guys give me the power for doing everything again, you know, and it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Like, it's just crazy how obviously this happened to both of us. And the first thing, really the first thing that popped into my head when I broke my leg, as soon as I hit the ground, oh, actually, as soon as I looked at my leg and I seen it flop around, the first thing that went in my head was, I cannot believe, like, I thought about you. I thought about it. This is Anderson Silva. Like, this is my leg looked like Anderson Silva. Like, what the hell? There's no way that's my leg right now. And then it's like, then all of a sudden the pain's coming in. And I and I remember when it happened with you, you know, I, I didn't know your leg broke as, as soon as it happened. I, I thought you were just in pain. I circle around and I remember hearing this screaming, like someone was being murdered. And then I came over, I'm like, and then I seen you're holding your leg in, in, yeah. in hip. And I was just, I could not believe it. Um, and then, and as time went on, like, you know, I, I tried to get in touch with you that week. I felt terrible about it. But as time went on, it was like, you kind of forget, I, you know, and I feel terrible now because now I understand the pain that you went through, all the trials and tribulations that you went through. And um, it, it just makes me empathize with you so much more with those situations. And to be honest, like, I've never even said this out loud, but it's been on the, it's been on my mind really since it's happened. But I, I, I want to apologize to you um, because there's been times I remember afterwards I felt terrible and everything. But and, but then, like, you know, 
our fights were so crazy and everybody said yeah, I got lucky know, now twice and you know is um, uh is it the same I, I I told you the last time when I talked to you on the phone is when you go to the fight you put in your energy you know and you don't don't you don't want to stand too much what happened because you're you're adrenaline and everything and this is normal you know and outside the ring outside the cage I'm When I go to to do the 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 promote the fight, I see your kids, your your wife. You know, yeah. It's, don't worry about that because I know everything happened to you in the moment when I broke my leg. I know you you don't realize you you feeling uh, I'm feel pain, but not broke my leg. But I want to stand. Don't don't say sorry because. The people, when the people judge, the people don't understand what happened inside. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Um, but I still have to get off my chest because it is in my mind. It's, it's almost therapy for me because what bothers, like one of the things that bothers me a little bit about the situation is that there was times I remember right afterwards, you know, I'm all doing all these fan meeting greets. You know, we did some together a bunch of times, which is great experiences. Um But I remember like fans would want me to take pictures, you know, with me checking a leg kick and they're doing it. And I remember saying at first, no, 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 I'm not doing that. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful and whatever. And then as time went on, I was like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll do it. And then I started taking pictures like that. And that that bothers me inside because now going through what I'm going through, I'm like the pain that him and his family had to go through and um, just the long road it took to get back. Um And then being able to speak to you and the way you handled this situation, you could have been you could have been a real prick about this situation. You could have killed me and I wouldn't have even held it against you, but it would have hurt. Um, but the way you handled it right afterwards with, with your post, I mean, there wasn't too many things I was looking at. I was in so much pain. But when I seen that from you, it really meant a lot to me. Um, and then and then you calling me and just giving me advice was super inspiring for me. And, you know, we had that phone call. I'm in the back of my wife's minivan with uh with my four kids in the car and you, and you're telling me your timeline. You told me you started going to the gym in four months at four months. And I was like, Holy shit, that's possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it, it just made, it just gave me, it just made me feel so much better. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. I wanted to get that off. No, my come chest. on, Chris, you yeah. don't need to say nothing about that. You know, yeah. I, I, it's, it's the human being. Yeah. You, you have a family. I have a family and My job and your job is very tough. The people don't want to stand. The no. people don't do the same, don't want to stand how much it's hard, how much you need to uh, dedicate for this sport, you know? And you, you're amazing, you know, because the people, when I people talking about uh, the situation, the people don't, don't want to stand how much you're suffering, how much you're working hard. How much you take your family along for training? How much you 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 have problems? You know the people don't don't remember when I when you lost your house, everything. You oh, know, thank you. And and every single problem you put inside your mind and transform in power for you go inside the cage. And that's the the point. I don't judge and I don't don't say nothing. And I talk to the The, the people say, stop talking about the guy because this is not easy, you know? And it's easy you judge, but it's not easy you go inside and fight. You yeah. know? And you do your best, you know? And don't worry about that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy 
because you recovered your leg, take your time, and I go see you very soon fight, probably. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, you honestly are the epitome of like a godly good man. Uh, and uh, I, I really, it's, it's something that's great for me to see and try to build up to be a better, like it's building me to be a better person. So I appreciate it. I know it's going to just make other people great, greater people. So I appreciate that. Um, any of, so obviously like I'm going through the recovery process right now, I'm in physical therapy, um, three times a week I'm doing, uh, strength and conditioning. And actually yesterday without being planned, and it's really because of your story, just telling me that you were able to get in the gym. I woke up in the morning. I just started being able to drive again. So I woke up in the morning. I felt good. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to the gym. I want to be in that's, the MMA gym. And I said, I'm just going to go there. And I said, let me put the boxing gloves on and see if I could hit the bag a little bit. And then next yes. to note, there was a guy, there was another kid there that I, that I'm friends with and he's sparring. And I was like, can we drill? Like just keep boxing. I wasn't moving around much, yes. but it felt so good to be back. And it was really because of the stuff you were telling me on the phone. But um, if you could just go into like some of the uh, the processes that you took with therapy and uh, like the whole process and different like maybe uh, benchmarks I should be looking uh, to complete. Uh, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you, my friend. And take your time. Don't do nothing fast. Go slow because I know you go hit over your leg. You go back to fight and better and better. Trust yeah. me. I appreciate it. Do you, do you remember, like, what was it like to kick the bag for the first time? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. You know, it, it's crazy, Chris, because in the a, in a, in a four months when I recovered the leg, I go to the, the gym and train jiu-jitsu with my friends. And uh, I go send the video for you. And I hold the Thank leg. You. And I don't remember I broke my leg. And hold the leg in a triangle choke. In a, in a, oh my god, yeah. In, in my son Gabriel, dad, stop your leg. And I, oh, yes, my leg. And I stop it because for us, it's, it's not, it's not impossible, nothing impossible because it's different sport, it's a super human sport. Yeah, and for recovery, when I back to kick, I'm a little scared, but when I hit the bag, I say, whoa. My leg is okay. I feel a little pain, but it's okay. Yeah. And I keep doing, I don't stop. And uh, remember, I talked to you in the phone, the, the medicine ball, just keep the medicine ball because the medicine ball gives the information for your leg. You you need to kick. You need to kick. You're back to kick. And don't keep the, the punching bag or the, the pads. Okay. It's, it's too strong. It's too yeah. hard. Just, but the matching ball is good for a kick, you know? So, so you, you put the medicine, like someone holds the medicine ball for you up a little bit? No, the big one, the people throw for you, you kick. The people oh, wow. The people throw for you, you kick, yes. Oh, I'm definitely going to try that. Not not yet. Yeah, Do you remember, it. that was around four months you started trying that? Yes. Four months, yes. okay. I'm, I definitely, I look forward to uh, to doing that. Was there any, like, like so right now my tibia bone uh, and the fibula, um, but they're both fractured, but I got the, um, I have that, the rod going through my tibia. Um, and then my, but my fibula bone is still completely broken. Do you remember like what was going on with your fibula? Like did they, did they, yeah. did they, did they, do they left it alone? The, 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 the fibula in a tibia is broken completely. Both. Yeah. And then the doctor fixes both, but the fibula is, is stay 
uh, alone. It's not nothing in, in there. Oh wait, did so they? How did they fix the fibula? Did they? Did they just push it together, or they put screws? Yeah, or anything? just push together and put in the the the, the big uh, uh, rod. Rod. Okay. Yeah. So my fibula, they didn't touch it. They just left it there. So that it's like moving back and forth and knocking into each other. And I get like, it's, getting, yeah. it's very painful. Yeah. The fibula, the fibula is, is better because it's not the big bone. Yeah. You know, when I broke, you just fix it and put in, when it go put in the, 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 the metal inside, the doctor fix it both and they put in the metal only in the, the big bone is broken, but it, it's not, it's not much uh, uh, problem when I start walking because you, how much how much more you walking more information I give you for your leg because yeah. the the heart for your leg is a como chama panturrilha calves the calves yeah the the calves is uh, hard for your your leg you need to work your your calves because this help you a lot. Yeah, my my calf has been killing me. My bone, my bone went through my calf, um, and so now I have like a like a muscle hernia. It's like built up there because of the trauma of the bone shooting through. And then also my ankle. Do you remember your ankle? Was your ankle in a lot of pain with the screws on the bottom? A lot. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It's time. It's time. We're, in in couple months, you don't feel nothing anymore. You know, and uh, try to do too much scratch for help you to walk it. Why? Because when you use it too much in the in the boot too, you put in the weight in the other side. Yeah. And you go hard your hips mm. and your 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 feet too. The other light, the, the other side. Don't yeah. don't use it too much. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying not to. Uh like for me I try to walk as much as I can and then I think sometimes I overdo it and then I got to lay down, get my leg up quick. I, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to get to the point where I could sit down and get my leg up because when I'm walking around, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in pain. Um, you know, that like, I feel like all the blood goes down there and it just stays in. It just starts burning like crazy. Yeah, it, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very important case. Don't, don't, don't put in too much, uh, don't use too much stress because this go to, uh, turn your balance. You know, and you lost your balance for for your your legs. You know, and your yeah. hips too. You go make feel pain in your hips and everything. Try to don't lose it too much. Did you, did you have any like um, terrible setbacks during the recovery where like you you know you felt like you were getting better and then all of a sudden you were like oh man I need to take take some days off and I'm really in pain. No, no. I the the first the first uh, two months. It's tough because when you broke your leg, you don't the the the, the blood don't come circulation yeah, normally. Yeah. When you feel a lot of pain, when you put your leg up and put it down, the pain's come. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the more pain you feel when you recover. Yeah. Right now is you feel pain, but it's not the same. It's much better. Yes. You yes. know. And uh, so one more thing, I when I when I back to home, the doctor gave me a lot of medicine for pain and a very strong and I don't use it. I just put an ice in, in hot ice and hot uh, towel in my leg for uh give the information for my mind for pain come out. What you did no painkillers? 
No, no, I I can't use it because I'm scared for come addicted. <laughs> I'm scared and of I, that too. Yeah. But I, holy shit, yeah. you are tough. Yeah, bro. in a, in a, in a, I remember when I feel pain, when you putting her leg up, putting down the things come. Yes. I remember I just talked to my wife and my wife put me inside the car and I go to the street for, for cry because I can't stay inside the home for don't, don't put my kids in, in, in scared, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. use the, the medicine pain for that. You, oh. you are, you're way tougher than me um, because the pain, the pain has been so bad that it was for me for sleeping. I could not sleep. So I, I was, I was taking yeah, painkillers at night. Me too. But I don't, I don't like taking it. It's very bad for you um, for addiction. And also like my stomach was would be getting getting all messed up. Um, but you mentioned your wife and your, you know, your kids. And, and for me, that's been probably the hardest thing is that you have to rely on everybody. Like the one of the hardest things for me so far has been having to rely on my wife. She has to help me do everything. My kids oh, are helping perfect. me do everything. I can't get up, you know. So if I want to get a glass of water, I'm not doing it, you know, for, at least for the first like five, six weeks. So now I'm able to do a little bit, but, um, that was, that was crazy. Like the amount of like having support at your house. If you don't have that, I don't know how anybody yeah. would be able to deal with this injury. Yeah. Like how amazing was your family? Is that, is that your family was, who was helping you? Yeah. Everybody gave me the whole support and, um, and I'm, I'm happy because in, when I, the situation happened to me, everything's changed, Chris, especially friends, you know, oh, yeah. in, uh, when I back to my home, only my my family and uh, Minotauro, my, my my coach, and and uh, Doctor Angela helped me to recover my leg. And go to the mask is a good physiotherapy. And I, I go send it the the the, the phone for Guto for you because Guto is a very good physiotherapy. He helped me to recover my leg too. Would, and yeah, these people to come to and stay closer to me and help me. My kids help me a lot, and um, but the friends, the fake friends, everything, everybody's out. Wow. Everybody's out. I'm stay alone with my family and my real friends. So this, I mean, so the injury did it, it changed. I know you always had a big entourage. You always had a lot of friends. Everyone loved. Obviously, everyone loves yeah. you. Um, so was it that fight and the recovery process that you realized like who your true friends really were? That was like a big moment yes, for absolutely. you. Yeah. Wow. Wow, in, yes. in a both fights, Chris. In the first fight, when I, when I, when you win, you knock me out, me, and I back to home. I don't see my friends. I don't see real friends. Only my real friends and my family. In the second fight, the same, and that helped me to turn everything and change everything in my life. And I think the the situation for me and you is terrible, but. Uh, teaching for us everything, you know. I agree. It's a very important. And every every single day, I just uh, come back to home and say thank you, God, for I continue to do my job and continue doing something I love. And thank you for giving me everything because the situation helped me to change everything behind my 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 side, you know, in, in my in my life, in my personal life, and professional life you know that's amazing to hear yeah it's it's crazy because when i was in all that pain i I was just hoping for like there has to be a silver lining like why is this happening to me and i'm sure you felt the same but then 
listening to you and then also things that are happening in my life like there's so much great things that are coming out of this like look i'm getting to talk to you i get inspired and and, and helped by answer so i never thought we'd ever do anything like this you know you get to realize who your true friends are get closer with god you know realize what's truly important god family um and surround yourself with positive good people that truly love you um so i've I'm on the same page as you with this. It's um, there's a lot of great things that come in bad times, and and you were telling me on the phone, just stay positive. It's it's all mental. Yes, this is. Very Can you important. go into that a little mental. bit? Because you're right. But I'd like to hear you just go into that a little bit, like the mentality of getting through such a terrible time. Yeah, for me, Chris is is I just wake up in the morning, and I just look in the everybody running in the beach and say, "Wow, <laughs> I came running." You know, I need to recover my life fast for back to, to running. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, this is very important because when I, when I young, I, I, I run a lot. But when I come more uh, prepared, more experienced, I stop running. In the moment I broke the leg, I'm in the home, I see the people running. I say, whoa, why am I not running again? Why I don't, and this helped me to respect everything that God gives me. Yes, you know? amen. And uh, it's, it's tough, but I think me and you as luck people when I pass through this situation mm. because the situation teach you a lot and the situation teach me a lot for I come better person, you know? And of course it's tough. Of course it's, it's not, it's not, uh something good but for you grow up and take more experience for make your life better is is very important i think god give you for us the, the the second chance for continue doing the job you know yeah i agree i look at it the same way i think uh there's a reason why this happened to us um it's not just by chance and uh you got to use it in a positive way you know, to inspire other people, yeah. to help other people. Like this message that you're saying right now, like for your, your, your second language is English. And for you to be able to articulate it that way, the, the way you just did is like, gave me chills because that was exactly how I feel. And um, yeah, so I, I, I appreciate that, man. Um, just to stay on the physical therapy thing. What, like, have, did you do any like stem cells and stuff like that? I might. I'm, I was thinking about going to do some stem cells and. Yeah, you know. I do stem cells and uh, and uh, I just uh, um, doing the doing the stem cells. I doing the cryotherapy uh, in six months and uh, I don't stop to 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 do the physiotherapy. I do the physiotherapy do physiotherapy every single day because the gotcha. physiotherapy for the leg is okay. But for your whole body, you need to continue with the physical. It's yeah. part of your training, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, right now, when I when I training, I feel something, and I do a physiotherapy, and I work my legs, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. this is very important right now. When you back to the gym for um, start to work the workout with the weights, uh, you. Take your time, but when you're ready, just put on a lot of weights. The weights you, you can can move and work your legs because this is very important. So okay. You continue your legs strong, your body strong. 
Gotcha. So when you did the stem cell, are you were you doing it into your actual shin or were you doing it into your knee like or both? I do it in my knee. Got both knees. Yeah, okay. Because I have a surgery too in, in both knees. Yeah. You know, that's I, 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 I told you yeah. when I when I using the, the scratch in the, the boot, the other side's gone back. Bad too. My knee, Jeez. my feet, in my my ribs, and that's I do in the sense of in both me. Let's take a quick pause from my conversation with Anderson Silva, so I could tell you about Apollo Noro. Apollo Noro is a new stress relief wearable that improves your body's physical and mental resilience to stress, so you can relax, sleep, focus, recover, and stay healthy. One on the wrist or ankle, Apollo uses touch therapy, delivering silent, soothing vibrations that help you feel safe and in control. Apollo actually trains your nervous system to recover from stress better over time. Stress triggers the sympathetic fight or flight branch of our nervous system, which obviously as a fighter, I know a lot about. Apollo Noro activates your parasympathetic rest and digest response and helps you bounce back from stress more quickly. Developed by physicians and neuroscientists, Apollo Noro has been tested in multiple clinical trials and has proven to improve heart rate variability, the key biometric of stress resilience. Get 10% off your purchase today with code WIDEMAN, W-E-I-D-M-A-N, at ApolloNoro.com. Okay, let's get back to my talk with Anderson Silva. Let's talk about this, UFC. You have you were the face of the UFC for 15 years. You know you like the you're the biggest fan. Of, I mean, everyone's like the biggest fan of you. You know, everybody in the UFC. If you watch, everyone loves Anderson and Silva. Now, out of nowhere, uh, you're a free agent, and now you got this big boxing fight. What is this all like for you? Because you've been in the UFC for so long. Was it a big change? Well, Chris, I start I start uh, my career very very uh, young. You know, and I fight in Japan. I fight in. In London, I fight in Korea. I fight in Brazil a lot. And um, when UFC come in my life, I think is a is a, a great opportunity for showing my job, showing my work for the world, you know. And the moment when I sign with UFC, I never think, I never put in my life in my mind. It came famous, you know, and yeah. that's how I, I respect the, the uh, Lorenzo Fertitas and Dana too, mm -hmm. and the whole team for UFC, because the people helped me to put in uh, the, my legs up. But something happened when a Lorenzo comes out, the companies change. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? When WME, you're saying when yeah. WME took over and Lorenzo. Yeah, like, yeah. and uh, I don't feel uh, I'm in a home yeah. anymore. So when I when Lorenzo comes out, I don't feel my, this is my home. Yeah. This is not my home anymore. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know why, but uh, UFC is a, is a huge name. It's a very strong brand, but UFC is nothing. When you don't have you, me, or the fighters, yeah, that's the people don't the people control you see don't realize, yeah, and that's the people talking about. Uh, the fighters is not happy. The fights talking a lot of shit about you see <laughs> because <laughs> the this the sport the, us the doing for everybody is very tough. It's not it's not normal sport. Yeah, it's not boxing. No, it's not jujitsu. 
it's not resting. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it's tough. Yeah. You need to prepare your whole body for everything. And uh, me and you and the other fighters make a lot of success in UFC and gives UFC a lot of power. Absolutely. You know, yeah. imagine how how many people continue watching today the fight you do with me and me and you. The people continue watching. I know. And this UFC continue make money. Mm-hmm. Why don't respect the fighters? You know. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't I don't have nothing bad for talking about UFC. But I think UFC need to change the mind because the world change. Yeah. You know. And uh, when I saw the Dana talking about, oh, I, I pay a lot of money for this, for that, for that, but it's not it's not true. You know, because when you're doing something uh, inside a cage, you're doing something for the rest of the world. And the image the UFC cross over the world. You know, every single person in the world knows that. You know, I'm I'm filming China and everybody when I walk in in, in, in China, the people hey Anderson Silva and stop take picture with me. Say, okay. You see, give me that because it's a huge brand. Mm-hmm. But why don't pay me correctly? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> of course, I make a lot of money with UFC, but it's it's not compared how much I make for UFC. You know, hey, yes, and, yes. And uh, that's the the that's don't have balance. Why UFC don't stay in the same law for the Muhammad Ali? Uh, uh, that you know, that's that's come strange. That's come, you know, why you don't don't put in everything in the table and yeah. clean everything for people stop talking because it's too much power. Yeah, in a in a not have the other events, the MMA events don't have the same power UFC has because it's a huge brand. Yeah, Enzo and Dana and the team that you see working hard and make the good brand. Yeah, that's incredible. But the respect is more important because you make money because the fighters give the life inside the cage. Mm-hmm. You know, when I training uh, for fight, I'm prepared for everything. You know, and you never you never know. You go broke your hands, you go broke your face, your leg, but you need to stay prepared for that. And you don't make money. For rest of your life. Yeah, there's no retirement plan. There's no retirement plan. You know, who's paid everything for you right now? You know, the doctor is okay because you have the contract and you see you have a contract for that. But what is the rest of your life? What is about the school for your kids? You know, and uh, I'm I'm, I'm talking to my kids and talk to my friend right now. So, uh, I'm lucky because I'm not spend money, and I hold my money for for my future. Good. But what happened to the new guys? Broke the leg the same. You see what happened with Jacare? He's broke the, the arm. Oh my god! Oh and my the god! Same, the, 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 the same week moment. after, the week after, I'm like, I can't yeah. look at this anymore. Yeah, in the same in the same moment, Dana just kicked the guys out. That's no sense. That's not respect. Yeah. I understand that it's a business, but for me, it's a completely disrespect. 
you know, because when I start the sport, is about respect in the law for martial arts, you know, in the, the guys don't have this. The new generation don't have this. And Dana don't have this. Yeah. And that's the, the people, a lot of people are talking about UFC. And uh, I think Dana has come to using the, the brand, the UFC brand for the, the, for the shield, you know, for protect yourself because it's too much ego. But, you know, I'm not anymore in UFC. I'm free. I just try to do my best when I love you know, I love fight. This is my 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 heart. Give me and God give me the power for continue. That's I accept the challenge for for fight boxing and maybe I fight jujitsu. I don't know and kickbox. I don't know. But right now, I continue to do my best in the whole thing. You know, because I love the sport. I love fight sport. Yeah. I love combat sport. Yeah. And um, yeah, you see stuff, bro. And um, I can I can say something bad because everything I I I talk to you right now is everybody knows. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. it's nothing new. And it's not because I'm not respected. See, because I don't have. Uh, uh, it's because this is the truth, and the, a lot of people don't talking about that. The fighters don't talk about. Well, that because it's scared. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, uh, that's why I haven't I'm said. Not... That's why I haven't said a thing yet. I'm listening. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still on the roster. Yeah, don't worry. I know that. <laughs> but that's the problem with me and Dana because I never stay quiet. Yeah. Everything I come on. Why? Yeah. Why? You know, it, it's not make sense. But it's fine. I think you uh, see is a huge brain, but. I think the the new generation for the sport, I need to wake up for that because the new generation don't realize this is the problem inside the sport, not this change. Yeah. You know, because when you start training for fight, you lost, you lost everything. You, you training hard, you, you hurt yourself in training, everything. And sometimes you fight uh, with injury and the people never know, mm. you know, mm. because it's two things. One, because us, I need fight. Second one, because it's passion and love. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when I fight with Cheo, I, I broke my ribs and I say, you know, what? I go fight. I remember when I, uh, John Jones come out of the fight and I, I had, have a, I have a uh, blood uh, blood barrier surgery in uh, what in kind what kind of surgery? I'm sorry, the gallbladder. Oh man, jeez. And I say, you know, and uh, the one week for the fight, I say, you know, uh, I fight. I go help you see because one day when I talk to Lorenzo, Lorenzo looking in, sit down on the table, and he talk to me and say, listen, this is the family company. You part of the family, and I say, yeah, I'm part of the family. Don't don't worry. Everything I I can do for make successful and help the company, I go do it. And that I take the responsibility, and I call John Jones and say, John, what do you think? I can take this fight, and John Jones say, yeah, just do it, do it. Don't worry. And I say, okay, because I don't like to do respect because John Jones for me is my brother. And uh, I feel the moment to happen to John, 
very, I'm, I feel sad. And uh, that's, I, I took the fight, but I asking permission from John John for this fight. Nobody knows that. Wow. But I asking John John. Wait, this is the permission to fight. fight who again? For fight with Daniel. With Cormier. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't train you for this fight. I just call my coach and say, you know, I go fight. And the coach say, when? Uh, Saturday. And everybody say, what? You crazy? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little crazy. Yeah. But I needed that for, for Finn. How my heart, the, my fighting heart, in my mm. mind, stay inside the sport. Mm. You know, and I do that because I feel prepare for continue doing my job that's a continue fight because when i take this fight i say no i go do my best i i don't care what happened inside but and I, you look great in that fight i thought you looked yeah, great then, i think you heard him in the third know, is it the third round you hit him with the liver kick right yeah yeah and, uh, I'm, I'm that's the the one thing i i help in sage ufc you know i say you oh, see yeah. in brazil too in the different times but you know that's because I feel uh, when I Lorenzo come to me and say, this is the family company, mm-hmm. you part of the family. That's I feel I need to do my best and stay ready for help my family, you know? Yeah. But everything's changed, you know, everything's changed. And um, UFC is, is a huge sport, is very uh, interesting uh, uh, company, you know? And uh, MMA is a huge sport. It's the best sport. But the company, UFC company, is a the huge brand. Yeah. It's the amazing brand. Mm-hmm. And then I, do, I need to realize this happened because mm-hmm. the fighters give the life inside the cage. Yeah. For make for make UFC successful. Yeah. You know. There's and, no question. And and I think even even what's going on right now is if you like it or not the Jake Paul the Logan Paul stuff they're making so much money and and you just wonder how like how is it possible that you're making you know twenty thirty forty hundred million dollars you know on pay per views that are similar to the ones that we've had in in the UFC and it just makes you think like what the hell is going on um, and then you look at the all these boxers and, and 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 UFC fighters that have been training for for years and years and years and have had tons of surgeries and ups and downs yeah. and they got to sit on the sideline and watch these guys who never really put any time into this put their body through anything just learning the sport and they're making way more money than we could ever even imagine yeah i i agree the boxing is a different sport it's very traditional sport in the world in a is olympic sport in a, the promote for boxing fight is completely different it's not one promote, one manage. Yeah. In the UFC, you have the one promote, one manage. Yeah. Because you have a contract with UFC. Yeah. You can do anything. You can say nothing because you signed the contract. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's different. In boxing, it's the different promote come to talk to the fighters and the promoters fight for make the fight. Yeah. You know, it's not the, the, the one person control everything. You know, yeah, and that's no make sense for me. You know, yeah. and um, it, it's tough. It's tough. So going into I guess boxing, you have a boxing fight coming up, Julio yeah. Chavez Jr. June nineteenth. So like, how's that whole been? That whole thing been with negotiations and dealing with you know the different promoters, and then now you know train for a boxing fight. 
Well, I, I train box for many, many years, you know, uh, I, I, I fight amateur and fight professional this year. Of course, well, I, I watched, trust me, I watched, I watched all your stuff over the years. Yeah. I know. I, I seen it's all your sparring not, videos, all your boxing yes. fights. It's, you're, it's, you're not, great. it's not the same level, of course, but uh, I, I like to challenge myself. You know, mm -hmm. I'm training hard uh, with uh, my coach here and my son, Gabriel, and my, my team, uh, Little Nico and uh, Eliezer, is the guys who helped me to, to inspiring. And um, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for that, you know, for challenge myself. Yeah. Because the, the secret for successful is not you put a money in the front. You love something, do your best because yeah. the results come. Exactly. And, oh, um, yeah. I remember, I remember you for vacation because I'm not visit my parents for six, seven years. Mm. And I go to Brazil and stay in Brazil with my family. And uh, the people call me, oh, you interested in fight boxing? I say, yes. When? Uh, with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in six months. I say, yes. I'm ready for that. I like that. Awesome. And, um, and uh, the guys say, okay, I call you in, in three days. I say, okay, all right. And um, I, I never stop training. I train every day. Mm -hmm. And I call my coach and say, oh, maybe I fight boxing with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. What do you think, guys? And my coach say, you don't stop training, huh? He said, no, let's do it. And uh, when I, the people come again, I say, let's go. I'm ready for that. And I start my camp training for fight. And I start to uh, talk to promoters. And the ICM is, is my agents work with the promoters for make the fight, you know? That's awesome. That time, so they actually talk to your, your they actually talk to your management and they work out a deal. You know, is a is a very good because the ICM is a represent me in a, in the entertainment world. And ICM give the whole support and take the situation because inside the, the ICM you have the department for sport department, and the guys start talk with the the promoters and make the good things for I'm training, I'm prepared, I'm stay happy. And it's completely different, Chris. Trust me. It's completely different. And uh, I'm feel I'm feel more I'm feel for many, many years I do something for the sport, but uh I don't feel respect for me, my team and for the other fights. But when I come to fight boxing and I see, when I saw, see something different, I say, why? My sport is huge. Why don't have the same respect? Why don't have the same uh, respect for the fighters, for the, the, the team, the fighters, you know? And the boxing is completely different. It's, it's tough too. They have a good and bad person too. Yeah. But... It's different. It's different. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I think it's a great time to be a free agent right now for you. I mean, yeah. for you to be able to, you're going to, you know, I'm sure you're going to do great in this fight. And then I think that the opportunities for you are just endless, you know, to make some yes. serious good money, you know, you know. Right now, Chris, is the, is everything is new. And, you know, you see the YouTubers make a lot of money. It's never put in the gloves in their hands. Yeah. 
and go inside the cage and doing your best. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. For us, it's not it's not about money. It's about the challenge of fight. Oh, yeah. And imagine you do that and make money. <laughs> you love something. Yeah. You love fight. Yeah. It's not because you you they need to come famous. Yeah. No, it's because yeah. you love. Yeah. And you make the real money for that. That's, you know, it's a blessing. And, it's a dream come true. You can't. Do you get anything better than that? You love what you're doing, and you're getting paid the right way for it. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. I'm so I'm happy for you uh, because I just know right now. It, I think you're gonna get. You're gonna be taken care of the right way moving forward, and it's you deserve it, man. Yeah, um, I, I just try to enjoy the whole moment. You know, I train every day, and I try to enjoy because yeah. the life is too short. Everything's yeah. happened fast. I know. When you see, oh my God, this is happening. You know, and uh, I try to do everything. You know, everything I can do, I do right now. You know, yeah, I put in my heart, I put in my love. And, and you're doing it with your son, Gabriel? He's he's working with you? Yeah, he's worked with me every day. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm lucky because I have the, the good team and I have my son inside the team and they help me in training together. I, I feel... Uh, my son learned a lot. I learned a lot with my son and everybody working hard, you know. Yeah. And I uh, stayed with my coach for long, long years. You know, coach daughter stayed with me my in my entire career. And uh, coach Nico start work with me right now, you know. And I everybody is very good person. Is yeah. a is a different vibe, you know. It's a different vibe. Awesome. You know? Good for you. I. Uh... So I think, I mean, a couple of fights before I fought you, I started sparring uh, professional boxers, you know, to get my hands ready. And I would just do boxing with them inside of a, a, a ring. And when they came over, they would do, you know, they would be on one side of the gym. I'm on the other. They got their team. It's my team. It's like we're fighting. You know, they're being paid by the round. It's way different than MMA, you know, sparring. Yeah, And it's, uh, it's very serious. And they, and they spar usually like three times a week, you know, a lot of times traditionally, which... MMA guys now have slowly stopped sparring as much. Some guys don't spar at all. Some guys do maybe once or twice a week. But I'm curious on is as far as you're going, like, are you sparring the traditional way with like as a boxer, like three times a week? Um, yes. How yes. are you handling uh, that? I, I just train with professional boxers, and uh, I'm I'm good because I just feel when I the guys hit me and say, "Whoa." I can't stop me here. I can't stay there. I can't use in that, you know, because it's different. And uh, everything is, is memory, you know, and uh, I start work, I start learn and change everything. It's good. How many days a week are you sparring? And is it hard every uh, time? Three days a week. Three? Yeah. And how about when you were doing MMA? What were you doing uh, as far as sparring? Four days a week. You were doing four days a week? Hard? Yes. Every time? It's sparring and light sparring and sparring. Sparring, light sparring, sparring. It's See, crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, I don't know how many people know that about you because, you know, you hear different fighters, they come out and they they, they say, oh, now I'm done sparring. You know, it's not worth getting hit in the head. Um, you know, you want to save it for the fight. But I grew up doing the same. I, I started off doing the same thing you're doing, you know, three days a week. And and then yeah. I started having injuries and I'm like, right, maybe I cut this down a little bit and uh, not not have to, uh, you know, hurt myself. But then I, I'm not my timing's off. I don't feel as good. So I think you're right. I think no matter what, you got to spar. And I love sparring. You know, the nerve you get nervous energy. At least I do every time I'm about <laughs> to spar because you want to do good. You want you don't want to, like, you know, get tired and give up. You want to learn and just keep pushing through getting better and better 
Um, so I think sparring is so important. Um, yeah, it's very important. You yeah. know, no, I, I agree. think it's, the sparring is more uh, is more difficult in the fight because the fight you you know everything, and the sparring you never know. You know, yeah, because yeah. sometimes in sparring you have a three or four spar different sparring. You, yeah, you come to the the one round, come the different guy, and different guy come. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it, it's tough. And they're coming at you. It's it's nerve wracking, you know. And it's easy just to be like, oh, there's all these different guys, so I could lose this round. But then it's the mental battle. No, I'm not losing this round. I'm just gonna keep trying my best. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes great fighters, you know, just always trying to be your best in the room. You know, it gives you a higher percentage chance of winning an actual fight. So you're fighting in Mexico. How, yeah, I'm in when Mexico. did you get when did you get to Mexico? And like, is there uh, anything you have to do to prepare to fight uh, there? Like elevation, uh, is there elevation? Six and stuff? days ago, I come to Mexico. I'm here to uh, take the, the training here and adaptation my 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 body for the elevation. It's oh, very there, good. there is elevation. Yes. Do you know how much elevation there is? It's it's a lot. How much? Four thousand two hundred. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that that's that's gonna. Yeah. You got you got make sure you get out there early and start working. So good good stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember Cain Velasquez when he fought in uh, New Mexico, uh, New Mexico City, and I think that's like twelve thousand feet up. And that and he was known for having so much cardio. Like his cardio was so good. And then he was fighting Verdum. Verdum went out to Mexico and he was there yeah. for his whole camp. And people are like, all right, he better do everything he can because he's got to deal with Kane's, uh, you know, uh, his pressure and his and his his cardio. And Kane just thought, no matter what, I don't care what it, that air is like out there. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to crush this guy. And then I think what happened as soon as he got in that octagon, he realized pretty quickly he was gassed. It didn't matter. It's just biological. It doesn't matter how tough yeah. you are. And Verdum, I mean, Verdum looked great. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to respect the the whole thing. In the sport, you know, and you need to come early for adaptation in your body, just do it, you know, don't do nothing stupid, especially because this uh, combat sport is tough, you know, everything is possible, you know, and yeah. that's I, I, I talk to my students and my son too, everything the whole time, you know, that's the, 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 the board and I use them for the team, everything is happened whole time you know i like it you i like need that. To prepare for that yeah that is awesome yeah uh, have you ever tried the hypoxico tents you ever sleep in one of those the tents the high elevation tents? one time one time one time it's very good i in, feel in, much better oh yeah is that, did you try that like you, you had it in your house and you're sleeping in it like in no the i my friend is a physiotherapy okay has and i use it in, in, in the gym yeah because wonder boy you know steven wonder boy thompson yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're really close and, um, he, he sleeps in the tent he sleeps in the high elevation tent, um, every single night all throughout the year. It's very hard to get used to, but so that's why he does it the whole time. Not even during camp, not just during camp. And he gets it up to like 10,000 feet above sea level. And, uh, he feels it really helps his cardio no matter where he fights because the red blood cells start being, you know, developed. And then you got more yeah, red blood cells. And it's very important. Everything is possible. You're doing for, you make something better for your body, for your uh, performance, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having me. Uh, come, I pre- I'm used to saying I appreciate you having me on because I'm the one usually going on people's shows and stuff. This is my first time. I'm going to say, well, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you, Chris. And, Enjoy uh, your show. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you so and much. I'm, I'm praying for you back to fight very soon. Thank you. And, and I, and I honestly, I'm going to be reaching out to you, just asking for advice. I'm sure I'm going to be, there's different milestones that I'm going to try to uh, accomplish and any advice with any setbacks I have, I'm, you know, you're my guy at this point. So I, pre- I really appreciate you being open and willing to help me through my tough time because obviously, of you know, course. what it was like, you know, you're a good man, Anderson. It's a pleasure. Thank you. It's my pleasure, right, brother. Yeah. Say hi for your family. God bless right, same, you. Same to you. God bless. Take care. Bye. Man, I've got so much love for Anderson Silva. What an amazing human being. Uh, he is in the middle of training camp for a huge boxing debut, and he made time for his good old pal, Chris Weidman, our, his old rival. And, you know, obviously he's so busy that he had to do it from a restaurant. And uh, so I'm just super appreciative of him giving me his time. He's inspiring me so much to get better uh, faster and. And I just feel good that me and him have kind of like buried the hatchet and any issues that we had in the past is now over. We're friends. He's here to help me. I'm here to help him. And um, very excited for our friendship in the future. So that's it for the first episode of Won't Back Down. We've got so many more inspiring conversations coming up in the weeks and months ahead. But to keep doing that, I need your help. That's right. Your help. If you enjoyed today's show, I need you to help spread the word. If there's someone in your life who's feeling down, who's experienced a setback, or just wants to feel inspired, then please tell that person about the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to watch his fight on Saturday, June 19th, all you have to do is purchase it on fight.tv, F-I-T-E dot TV for $39.99. Can't beat that for an Anderson Silva fight. I will be back soon with another top-notch guest, but until then, I'm Chris Weidman, and this is Won't Back Down. Thanks for listening.